and welcome in to start your Sunday on KCOU 88.1. Today is October 11th, 2020. This is our, I think our sixth episode of Start Your Sunday. Harrison Vavnik joined along back in the studio. Garrett Pave. Garrett, welcome back. Oh yeah, good to be back. Uh, to a quick, over, to a quick trip over to Nashville to see some family and a Got to catch some college football as well, so happy to be back in the studio and, uh, you know, getting ready to go again. An outstanding Saturday of college football we had yes. yesterday. We are Start Your Sunday on Spotify. We are glad you are starting your Sunday with us. And we will start, per usual, with Saturday. And where last Saturday, or yesterday, as I should say, we had a pretty exciting day here at the University of Missouri. One of the more exciting days in recent memory. Mm-hmm. 45-41. Final score. If you would have told me Missouri was going to put up 45 points, I would have said how many I would have asked how many games it took them to get there. Missouri only put up 31 points combined in their first two games against an Alabama defense who we clearly saw last night isn't great and against a Tennessee defense who we saw yesterday probably isn't great. And Missouri offense kind of just poured it on LSU had come from behind victory, 45-41, as I mentioned. Connor Bazelak, over 400 passing yards, four touchdowns, no picks, game-winning touchdown in the fourth quarter. Garrett, I know I did the game here for KCOU. What did you see watching at home? Well, it was an awesome game to watch, of course. And, you know, for Mizzou students like us, just a great game to watch overall. Connor Bazelak. He showed flashes of Drew Locke, the great Mizzou quarterback who's now in the NFL playing for the Denver Broncos. But Connor Bazelak, he looked so confident yesterday as a quarterback, looked really poised. I think we've been saying from the beginning, Bazelak's a guy we thought should have received more time early in the season. And now he gets his first start this year, and look what he does. 406 yards and four touchdowns. Every throw he made looked really comfortable. He had five incompletions total, and two or three of those were just slightly overthrown. And only one incompletion in the second half. Exactly, which is Honestly, incredible, but as well as Bazelak played, something I watched and noticed that I thought was a huge impact was the run game for Mizzou. That offensive line was getting pushed the entire game. Larry Roundtree, 18 carries, 119 First yards. First 100-yard game of the season oh, for him. unbelievable. And a much-needed game to get it. Oh, he's a, and he's, he can do it all. He's a bruiser, but then he's going to beat with speed. And Tyler Beatty added on five carries, 39 yards, and a touchdown. LSU's leading rusher had 38 yards. So Mizzou's two backs had more yards than LSU's leading rusher had. That was a big key because here's what you do. Basilak, of course, great quarterback. He can throw the ball 30 times and be just fine. But when you balance an attack, you throw a defense off. And Eliah Drinkwitz, we saw the creativity yesterday. Yep, and we were we were criticizing Drinkwitz we were. for the first two games because we didn't really like what we saw from him. It was, it was a very vanilla offense. Yep. We thought we were going to see this creative offense where, you know, We'd see a lot, like handful of trick plays, which we saw yesterday, yep. and kind of keeping the defense on its toes, and it just wasn't there for the first two games. And then we saw yesterday, and they came on the first play of the game in a wildcat with both Robinson and Bazelak on the field, yep. and the flea flicker and the, the double reverse, and just yep. they got the ball moving. They had LSU defense on their toes. Yeah, one of my favorite plays from that game was in the fourth quarter. Mizzou took the lead. Um, yeah, Bazelak and shotgun had a Jalen Knox on a fake jet sweep. The tight end, Nico Haya. Right up the middle. It was almost like a little shovel pass right up the middle. Perfectly executed. And that was, that was on a third down also. It was. It was like a third and seven, and it kept the drive alive, and I think it led to a uh, Missouri touchdown. Yeah. And even though they were without their top two receivers, it was it Hazleton yep. and... Chisholm. Ch- uh, Dante, Dante Chisholm? Kiki Chisholm. Kiki Chisholm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're uh, Replacements. 
Tyuski Dove, six catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Unbelievable. Chase Looper, or Chance Looper, one catch this whole season. Yeah. It was a 69-yarder on Missouri's yeah. game-winning touchdown drive. Jalen Knox, you mentioned five catches, 56 yards. Deontay Smith, six catches, 54 yards. Uh, Michael Wilson, two catches, 44 yards. You you love that play. Yeah, how about, Michael, downfield. How about Michael Wilson? I, I don't think there was an LSU defender within 40 yards of Michael Wilson. He... Has a nice post route right up the middle. No one was there. Beautiful touchdown. And that's what Mizzou did all game is they took advantage of those defensive mishaps from LSU. And that's the thing is as much as people are going to point to, oh, it was terrible defensive execution by LSU, which it was, Mizzou took advantage because not a lot of teams, when another team has a defensive breakdown, they oftentimes struggle to take advantage. Mizzou did a great job with issues on the turnover side. I mean, Mizzou had a lot. They fumbled the ball a lot. They had issues with the punt return yep. game, but they still found ways to, you know, get through that and compete and win. It was and unbelievable. I was saying at halftime that Missouri can't win this game unless they force a turnover, nope, nope. and they didn't. Missouri still forced one turnover in the first three games, something they have to improve on. Agreed. But I think from the LSU perspective, you know, they could never establish the run. No. Tyrone Davis-Price only had nine carries. John Emery had over 100 yards last week, just had two carries for seven yards uh, yesterday. Terrence Marshall, outstanding, 11 catches, 235 yards, three touchdowns, but he needed 236 yards if LSU was going to win that game because of that goal line stand. Uh, LSU perspective, the defense is bad. The loss to Mississippi State looks worse and worse every week considering KJ Costello, who had 600 passing yards against them week one or week three, was benched yesterday. Uh, How should LSU feel this morning? Well, LSU should not feel great. I mean, as we all expect, defensively, uh, just a meltdown, really. I think offensively, the lack of balance really killed them. They had one rush yard in the first half. Yes, one rush yard. That's inexcusable for an LSU and offense. And it was by my, it was by Miles Brennan. It was. It's, it's, and that's inexcusable for Ed Orgeron specifically. I mean, you got to get more creative that because now Mizzou has a really good defensive front. We've known that the run game has been the run stopping has been one of their best, you know, qualities all year on, on def- defensively, but. You have to get more creative for LSU. And I think one thing I want to mention, too, that Mizzou did really well yesterday defensively is they finally got pressure on the quarterback. I think we saw for the first time this year they were getting in Brennan's face. They were disrupting that pass game. One guy in specific, Trajan Jeffcoat, mentioned him in week one when we were doing the pregame, postgame, halftime for Mizzou, Alabama. Trajan Jeffcoat started the season not even on the depth chart. He wasn't on the depth chart. He was a guy that kind of just, you know, practiced with the team. He'd be dressed out but wouldn't play. He now leads the team with three sacks. He had one last night. It is. It's incredible. And we really saw that defensive line come alive. Of course, Nick Bolton, 11 total tackles. He just is a phenomenal player. But for LSU you got to go back to the drawing board. Bo Pelini, the defensive coordinator, I don't know what you got to do if you're hint. That was... they. So I ugh. said this during the postgame show yesterday. The biggest loss they had all of last year, it's not Joe Brady, it's not Joe Burrow, it's not Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, yep. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. It was losing their defensive coordinator. Agreed. He's now the head coach at Baylor. That's a huge... This defense is bad. One of the worst at FBS. Oh, and, terrible. You know, it doesn't get easier for them. They're going to take on a good Florida offense next Saturday at 2.30 Central. Let's move on to the other big game from yesterday, the primetime college game day. Number 7 Miami, who was getting a lot of hype from us, from everyone, from what we saw in their first three games. They go to Clemson, take on their team that's won like 30 consecutive regular season games, and Clemson did what Clemson does to everyone. A 42-17 win for the Tigers. Trevor Lawrence, just a near-perfect performance from him. 29-41, 29-41, 292 yards, three touchdowns with Travis Etienne, 17 carries, 149 yards, two touchdowns. He also caught eight passes for 73 yards. He's like it's like Christian McCaffrey 2.0, but maybe oh, is, even yeah. better. 
Garrett, can anybody beat Clemson this year? Well, I think this game just showed that as good as Miami's been this year and you know maybe Notre Dame and North Carolina as good as they are, Clemson is still the top in the ACC, and they still are miles ahead of everybody else in the ACC right now. They outgained the Hurricanes 550 to 210 in total yards yesterday. Uh, I mean, Clemson, they also showed out defensively. Of course, Miami had that um, late touchdown in the first half off the block field goal. Great play by Miami, might I add. Miami blocked three field goals yesterday. That was incredible. But I think right now what you're seeing from Clemson is they've just established themselves as the top dogs in that conference. Trevor Lawrence just continues to dominate. He's going to be the first pick in the draft. I don't care what anybody says. He is that kind of player is a difference maker. But they're so balanced, too. I mean, you see, Miami has a really good defense. They're legit. They're not just a fraud. They have a really good defense. But Dabo Sweeney is also very creative. He he has ways to use Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you slip Etienne in the backfield, he's he can you know he can catch the ball. He had eight catches for seventy three yards yesterday, along with one hundred forty nine rush yards. Travis Etienne, kind of an all around player. He'll be another guy you see on the on Sundays. But I think right now from Clemson, they're just they're the top dogs, and I think they have established that. And you know the way Trevor Lawrence is playing, they're going to be tough to stop for anybody in the country this year. Quite honestly, yeah, and you know there's a reason they haven't lost a regular season game in three yep. years for nothing. They were even putting like their backup quarterback in, even like, like when the game was still in hand. Yep. Like in the first quarter, they're just running these trick plays. They knew Miami couldn't stop them. One of the things Miami strives on is running the football, but Cameron Harris just eight carries for three yards. Not great for the Hurricanes, but one of the things for Clemson they haven't really had. In their little dynasty era, is an elite tight end. They had Jordan Leggett, who was solid. Yep. But Braden Calloway, four catches, 74 yards, two touchdowns. Now that Clemson has a tight end in this offense, it just makes it even more scary. And Amari Rogers played well yesterday. Yep. Will, will Clemson lose a game this season? In the ACC, no, they will not. There is nobody. We saw a poor showing from Notre Dame yesterday. We'll get more into that. North Carolina, well offensive, but there's no one that's going to beat Clemson in the ACC this year. There's just not. They're too loaded. They have too much talent. They're so well coached. And another thing about them yesterday is they sacked Derek King five times. We know how tough it is to bring Derek King down. He's so mobile. He's so athletic. He's tough to bring down. And the defense did a great job. So, no, I don't think anybody beats Clemson this year in the ACC. Of course, we'll see beyond that what happens, but. I think right now they're just they're going to be tough to stop, and I don't think anybody in the ACC has that ability. Yep, and let's quickly talk about Notre Dame, the team you just mentioned, the number five team in the country, hosted Florida State. We expect Notre Dame blowout. Florida State kept it close in the first half. This is probably the most competitive game Florida State played all year. Oh, yeah. Uh, a 42-26 win for the Irish. They were trailing at the end of the first quarter, 17-14. Florida State started uh, Jordan Travis, 13 yep. of 24, 204 yards. Ian Book, good performance, but they're running back. Williams, 19 carries, 185 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Garrett, how good is Notre Dame? Well, I don't know how good they are. I haven't been sold on them for a while. They've played a couple weeks in a row where they haven't been as sharp as they should be. I should say my mom listening in. She's a Florida State grad right now, so she, I know she's listening in. Um, I was really impressed with Jordan Travis. I know you asked about Notre Dame, but I was really, really impressed with Jordan Travis. He came in first start this year, like you said, 204 yards and a touchdown. But he also had 19 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown. He is, he is a great dual threat Phenomenal. Florida State really hasn't had that since, I guess, Jameis Winston. No, they haven't. I think James Blackman, you know, we, we watched him throughout the year, just doesn't seem as comfortable as Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis is going to step up. He's going to make those throws. He's going to run when he needs to. James Blackman looked really timid. I think it was a great call by Mike Norvell to put Travis in. They looked so much more comfortable. And the run game looked pretty good. They had 153 yards on the ground yesterday. It's a good Notre Dame defense. But now you did talk about Notre Dame, their rushing attack. Kyron Williams, I mean... 
185 yards, two he touchdowns. Is, that's that's the best running back Notre Dame's had in a while. It is. So I think if you're Notre Dame, look, you've got the pieces offensively. Ian Book had a good game, 201 yards, two touchdowns. But that game yesterday was a little bit concerning. I mean, Florida State, you know, came in and they were didn't play well against Jacksonville State, quite honestly, they were and then competed. That yeah, game. and they competed. So. <laughs> I think if you're Notre Dame, you're a little concerned, especially defensively, but they got the pieces there to win. So, you know, get back to the drawing board, see what you can do. Yep, and it doesn't get much easier for Florida State there. No. Hosting number eight North Carolina. I'm going to tell you right now, I think Florida State's going to win that game. I think Florida State's really? going to upset UNC next Saturday night. There you go. How uh, the old? Let's look at the other Florida team. The Gators traveled to Kyle Field, led by their Heisman candidate quarterback, Kyle Trask, and their Heisman candidate tight end, Kyle Pitts. And they came just short to the Aggies. Jimbo Fisher's biggest win as the head coach of Texas A&M. A 41-38 comeback. Kellen Mond, outstanding. 25 of 35, 338 yards, three touchdowns. Isaiah Spiller on the ground, 27 carries, 174 yards, two touchdowns. And a last-second field goal by Small is the kicker's last name. It was a big kick for him to beat the number four team in the country. What, do you, what were your thoughts on this game, Garrett? Well, you mentioned... Heisman candidate, you know, Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts. Uh, Florida does not have a Heisman candidate on the defense right now. In no, fact, Florida, I don't think we, anybody— There was concern about this before the year. We talked oh, about how they were losing their last yes. well, last year's like top seven tacklers, yep. and we probably should have made a bigger deal out of that. Oh, it was horrendous. I mean, they gave up 543 yards. Granted, this is a good Texas A&M team, but a team who just got absolutely manhandled against the Crimson Tide last week— Florida could not stop Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond had a really great game. He was 25 for 35, 338 yards, three touchdowns. Looked almost perfect, really. But what killed Florida is not Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask had, once again, a great game, 312 yards, four touchdowns. Kyle Pitts had a touchdown. Kadarius Toney had a great game. What killed them was the rushing attack. Their leading rusher, Naquan Wright, six carries, 31 yards, and a touchdown. They had 90 total rush yards. That's what got to them because – like I said, Florida's a team that you, know, you can put trash back there, you can throw 30 or 40 times, but you've got to be able to balance a defense out. Actually, Malik Davis fumbled the ball in the fourth quarter, gave A&M the ball and back. And that's what led to the game That's what led touchdown. to the game winner. So, Florida, Florida led that entire game before that. It was tied. Florida was going in for the winning yep. score. A fumble, and then uh, Texas A&M kicks that field goal yep. and ends it just... Huge win for Jimbo Fisher. He's, it was. He won like I think seven of his last eight games when he was the coach of Florida State yep. against the Gators. I said I said yesterday as a joke that he owns Florida. He really <laughs> he really does. He does. Well, I think a guy. That's a bad loss for Florida. It is, and a guy for uh, Texas A&M played really well. The running back Isaiah Spiller yep. had 174 yards yesterday uh, and two touchdowns. I mean, he was phenomenal. Florida, quite honestly, that they couldn't stop him. Like they literally, every time he had the ball in his hands. It looked like he, you know, 10 yards a carry. I mean, he just had that type of game. Florida has, has a lot to talk about defensively. Todd Grantham, not pleased. Dan Mullen, after the game, was fired up. He was not excited. He actually said he wants to fill the swamp 90, with 90,000 people uh, ben, this week. ben Griffith Stadium in Gainesville. I doubt they have that next I, Saturday no, no against way. LSU, but, <laughs> you know. Hey, worth the effort, right? It is, but so it doesn't get much easier to no. take on the uh, definitely an angry LSU Tigers team. Yes, yes. Next Saturday, let's talk about Florida's biggest rival. Uh, but yeah, not biggest rival, but one of their one Georgia of taking on Tennessee at home. Big game. This yep. was I thought this would be an SEC East elimination game. If Florida won, but now that Florida lost. I guess this is a little more wide open. Yep. Flor- Georgia forty-four twenty-one win over the Vols. Stetson Bennett, you know, he's filling in in Jake Fromm's shoes pretty yep. well. 16 yep. of 27, 238 yards, two touchdowns. They're not asking him to do a whole lot, 
but he's doing it off for the win. Two good runners for Georgia. Kendall Milton, eight carries, 56 yards. Zamir White, uh, not his best game, 22 carries, just 50 yards yep. for him. But the Dogs able to get it done. Is Georgia now the unquestioned favorite in the SEC East? I think they are. I think Georgia brings some to the table. Not a lot of teams in the SEC have proven right now. That's a really good defense. Uh, we saw at halftime. Tennessee was actually winning this game 21-17, made a really nice goal line stand. And I think a lot of people were thinking, oh, my gosh, this Tennessee team really has a chance. And they didn't score again the rest of the game. Like this Georgia defense, what you're going to notice about them is they don't have any guys that are going to be first-round picks and that are All-Americans and that you're talking about every day. What they do, though, is they play really well together. They don't have any standout names. They're just really solid as a unit. Five sacks yesterday on Garantano. That was the difference. But you mentioned their rushing attack. They had had 193 yards on the ground, but they had four players over 40 yards rushing, which is balance. It's a balanced attack. Samir White added on a touchdown. I think for Tennessee, Jared Garantano had played well up to this game. I thought he played okay. Not his best game, 215 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. There are times when he just does not look comfortable. It's the old Jarrett Garantano throwing off his back foot, rushing a pass, throwing it behind a guy. That's what got him. At one point in the game, this was early in the third quarter, two straight turnovers on third downs on the first two drives of the half. So I think Tennessee is they're getting there, and they're, they've shown what they can be. Also, they had negative one rushing. Yeah, it's, it's it's not ideal for like, the Vols. They're still a ways away, but you know, they're getting better. They had an SEC winning streak of I think eight going into this game. Yeah, they, they did. They had also done that against pretty subpar competition. Yeah. Now Tennessee will go back to the drawing board. Let's talk about a controversial finish yesterday. Auburn, thirty, Arkansas, twenty-eight. Ugh. That was a could could have easily been a loss for another loss for the Tigers. Yeah, Auburn Tigers. Yes. Right, yeah. It's early. Uh, controversial call. Uh, Felipe, not Felipe Franks. Bo Nix going for a spike, fumbled, recovered, called spike, referee's review, incomplete pass, Auburn game winning field goal. Crazy finish. What did you think? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say right now Bad Arkansas goal. should be 2 and 1 right now instead of 1 and 2. Felipe Franks played great also. A phenomenal game. 318 yards and four touchdowns. As a former Florida fan, I haven't seen those numbers from Felipe F- Franks ever. You got to give credit to Sam Pittman and what they've done, but. If you're an Auburn fan, you're really concerned. That's yeah, not a that, great they, win. Auburn. Auburn could easily be one. And, oh, it, and they didn't for be, sure. They, they played all right against Kentucky the first yep. game, but they they should be a one and two football team. Right now. They played Agreed. poorly against Georgia. They poor, played poorly at home against a pretty bad Arkansas team. Yep. Historically, Anthony Schwartz had a good game for the Tigers. Yep. Ten catches, hundred yards, and a touchdown. Tank Bigsby, the running back, great name. Twenty carries, hundred forty-six yards. Yep. Concern for Auburn? I think so. Yeah, I just think if you're an Auburn fan, you're looking at this game. It, Where's that offense you had last year with Bo Nix? It was Bo so Nix has not made any improvements from last None. season. He's this made is, no improvements. It's very concerning. He's been stagnant. As someone who likes Bo Nix. Oh, yeah. I love Bo Nix. He's, he's a very likable he quarterback. Is, he is. You know, after watching that game against Oregon last year, where yep. he marched him down the field through the game-winning touchdown, that's basically been the peak of his yep. college football career, his first game. And yep. He needs to get better. The schedule does get easier for Auburn. They're playing at South Carolina, at Ole Miss, yep. home against LSU, at Mississippi State. They need to get better as the season goes on. I know they're ranked number 13, but... They don't look like the number 13 team in the country. Agreed. Um, another great, well, yesterday was so great. Texas, Oklahoma, a not very highly anticipated Red River rivalry nope. considering Oklahoma's unranked and Texas number 22, but 
These teams could have been ranked one and two, and it wouldn't have made a difference how great that game was yesterday. 53-45 in quadruple overtime. That game started at the same time as like the Missouri game and didn't end until like four nope. thirty central, Un- something like that. Just maybe three thirty central. But man, Spencer Rattler bench come back in. Game winning touchdown. What did you think of this shootout? Yeah, it was a great game, of course. Every time Oklahoma and Texas play, I feel like there's just something crazy is gonna happen. Um I'm not impressed with Spencer Rattler right now. I'm not. No, neither am I. I know he came in the game and he hasn't won. made it's any improvement. No, he's gone. None. On. And twenty-three for thirty-five, two hundred nine yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Fine. He had fifty-one rush yards for a touchdown, but he just doesn't look confident. And he he's he's making these freshman mistakes that you know Lincoln Riley hates. That's the reason that they brought in Tanner Mordecai, five for seven, fifty-two yards to replace him. Um, on the other side, though, Sam Mellinger again, not a great game. These two quarterbacks usually when you play this Red River rivalry. It's a showdown of two of the best quarterbacks. And right now, it was not a great game yesterday between those two. Sam yeah, Ellinger, Ellinger, he had a bad interception. He did. Two interceptions. He had good rushing. It great. I didn't realize Sam Ellinger was this good runner. Four 23 touchdowns. carries, 112 yards, four touchdowns. Holy goodness. Incredible. This was just great. It was a high-scoring game. I you mean, know I, I predicted the score of this game would be 48-45. That eight. wasn't too far well, off. Well, you were close then. It's just, just, I mean, just, what did Texas do going forward? <sighs> Fire Tom Herman? Oh, I I don't I'm not sold on Tom Herman. He is I, I don't think the Texas fans or boosters are either. No, I mean Charlie Strong, he was fired. He went one and two against Oklahoma. And the big thing their A D said is he's not beating Oklahoma, our big rival, right? Tom, Tom Herman's, Herman's one and three. One and four. Was one and yeah, he's one, one and four, four. As of yesterday. Yeah. So one and four against Oklahoma, that does not look good for him. It's and not I think ideal. Texas offensively, um, I, they played well. Ellinger was the reason they stayed in that game because their rushing attack besides him was non-existent. He kept them in that game, but there's no defense there. And when Ellinger, if he does, you know, if they play a team down the road, you know, I don't, of course the Big 12 not great defensively, but still a team like Iowa State who plays really good defense, Texas is going to be in trouble. And I think Tom Herman is not the answer. They've given him so many chances, and he just has not proven it, honestly. Yep. Uh, let's do college football playoff predictions right now. We'll do our top four yep. and our two on the bubble. I'll start. Number one, Clemson. No yep. question about it. Two, despite the Alabama struggles yesterday, we didn't really talk much about a high-scoring win against Ole Miss. I'll keep Alabama at two just because I don't like anyone much better. Georgia, I'll put it at number three. They play Alabama next week. Number four, I'll go Ohio State. Despite not seeing them play, I still think they are a top four team. And the two teams on the bubble outside looking in, I'll say I'll go Notre Dame. And at num hmm, this is the number six is tough. It's a tough one, yeah. There's a there's see there's a big gap between I feel like those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe <laughs> I, I want to say I was high on Florida before this. Yeah. Maybe let's go Cincinnati. All right. You know I was high on them for the year. I'll keep them their top six. All right. My number one team. I'm going to go with Clemson, of course. I think everybody will agree on that. The Tigers just look unbeatable this year. So put Clemson at one. I actually kind of disagree. That Alabama game was very concerning. Defensively, they were awful yesterday. You know Nick Saban's upset. So I'm going to boost Ohio State to two. Okay. I know they haven't played yet, but I just like them on paper right now. So I'm going to put Ohio State at two. I like Georgia at three, honestly. I think Georgia proved a lot yesterday really good defensively. They're going to figure out that offensive system with Stetson Bennett as time goes on. Maybe throw JT Daniels in there. Who knows? I like them at three. I like Alabama coming in at four. They're still you know, still winning games, finding ways to do that. Outside looking in, hmm, this is another t- – I agree. This is, this is a tough one. It's a big gap right between the four and then the next two. Yeah, it is. I, you know, I'll put Notre Dame at five um, just because they keep sneaking out those wins. Um and I think, honestly, quite honestly, I kind of, 
as much as I hate this, I have to agree. I think I'm going to have to sneak Cincy in at six just because we talked about those group of five teams. Also, they there's keep Penn winning. State yeah. could possibly throw in there and North Carolina we don't want to talk about. And we just haven't seen those teams play yeah. yet. So who knows? I think we'll, we'll have some more clarity as this goes on once they Agreed. Months away, two months away from the college football. Actually, let me, let me change mine. I don't want Cincy at six. I want Oklahoma State at six. Okay, that's it's a little controversial, but I like Oklahoma State. I think they're going to keep winning, so put them at six for yep. me. Uh, this is Start Your Sunday. Let's do some NFL previews after the break. Start Your Sunday, KCLU, 88.1 FM. KCOU would like to shout out Eastside Tavern. It's the bar that's bizarre. Downtown Columbia's best karaoke comedy club. With a huge selection of drinks and activities and themed nights every week, Eastside is a solid place to hang out. Columbia, you listen KCOU 88.1 FM. Have a groovy time. Culture, KCOU, society, KCOU, you, me, togetherness, equality, eternity, KCOU, deep space, travel and leisure, KCOU, magazine subscription, ends eventually. Just as all of us do. 88.1 FM, Columbia, Missouri. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. KCOU is brought to you by MaxFix. Broken phone? You're in luck. Conveniently located in the MU Student Center behind the U.S. Bank, MaxFix provides a variety of technical services, including crack screen repair, battery replacement, and computer repair. To learn more about MaxFix, visit www.maxfixmazoo.com. For questions and quotes, call 573-219-7551. Let MaxFix take care of all your repair needs. Again, that number is 573-219-7551. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Welcome back in to Start Your Sunday on KCOU 88.1 FM. Harris Devapnik, Garrett Pave. Thanks for starting your Sunday with us. We are start your Sunday on Spotify. Great day of NFL football ahead. Let's start with a great game we saw on Thursday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by their quarterback, Tom Brady, going into Chicago. Brady with his rematch with Nick Foles, a rematch of Super Bowl 52. And Nick Foles once again able to figure out a way to win. 2019 win for the Bears, a last-minute field goal by Cairo Santos. And the Bears found a way to win. Tom Brady forgot what down it was at the end. 
can't yeah. say I'm too upset about that. What are your thoughts on this game? The Bears are four and one. Yeah, I was gonna say, how in the world are the Chicago Bears four and one? Coming into this season with Mitch Trubisky, there was so much questioning. It's you know you thought oh the Bears might go five hundred and start the season slow. Four and one, it's unbelievable actually. And Nick Foles has provided a spark to this Bears offense and this Bears team that they've needed for a long time. Mitchell Trubisky, he's going to be done for the season unless Nick Foles just goes down the drain and just has a total failure. But Mitchell Trubisky's not the answer. Nick Foles, 30 for 42, 243 yards and a touchdown. Phenomenal game for him. The Bears rushing attack, actually only 35 yards on the ground, which was very surprising. The Buccaneers actually did a good job offensively. Ronald Jones hit 106 yards on the ground. Brady played a good game. Uh, He's, you know, Brady does what he does. He's pretty efficient. Um... He's not going to have 500, 600-yard games like Mahomes might have, but he's consistent. But I think Chicago, what the reason that they're doing so well this year is their defense, and that defense is Khalil so Mack good. Khalil Mack has been all the pressure on Tom Brady in that offensive line. Oh, and I don't know if you saw it. Did you see that play where Khalil Mack got to Brady, sacked Brady, and then with one arm threw over the rookie offensive tackle, Tristan Wirfs? Did you see that? I, I did. Oh, Khalil, is just, Khalil Mack is just something else. He is you know, he was involved in one of my four downs last week. I asked him a question about him. He is... He's a difference maker. Yep. He really he is. He made all the difference in that game. Let's start with some games today. The more key matchup, as I think today, is the Las Vegas Raiders coming off a tough 30-23 loss to the Bills. They are sitting at 2-2 two and two after a good 2-0 start. Kansas City Chiefs 4-0. I saw them in person last Monday. A game that probably, looking back, probably shouldn't have even been played. But yep. that's in the past now. Led by Patrick Mahomes, outstanding start to the year. I think he has 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions. Mm-hmm. Just been outstanding. Garrett, who do you give the edge to today? Well, you know, I love Kansas City, and I love the Chiefs, and I love the way they play offensively and defensively, but it, it's been almost a different look for them recently. I mean, that game last week against the Patriots, I think, Brian, you were there. Brian Hoyer got the start, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. I, and, I think if Camden starts that game, the Patriots win. No oh, I mean, yeah, 26-10 to 10 with a guy like Brian Hoyer starting. I wasn't super impressed with the Chiefs. <clears throat> I really wasn't. I think... But I do think this week, I think they bounce back. It's, of course, a big divisional game against the Raiders. I mean, I like the Raiders. Don't get me wrong. I like what John Gruden's done. Josh Jacobs, one of my favorite running backs in the league. He's just a phenomenal player. But I do think the Chiefs, they're a little angry right now. They came off a great win against Baltimore, then kind of slumped against New England. I think you have a lot of credit to the New England defense. They've played Patrick Holmes very well throughout his career. I think Patrick Holmes has three halves in his career. Where he was held out of touchdowns. Unbelievable. And all three of those are against New England. Unbelievable. So, yeah, I think I think Kansas City bounces back. Uh, I think and it's, it's a pretty I, poor Raiders defense. It is, but I think it's a close game. I really do. I don't think they win big. I think probably 10 points. I think Las Vegas keeps it close, but the Chiefs do bounce back. I like the Chiefs in a route. I just I don't think the Raiders defense is close to keeping up with the speed with Tyreek Hill and Michael Hardman and Sammy Watkins. The Chiefs are the healthiest team in the league, it yep. looks like. I say the Chiefs by about three touchdowns at home. Let's go. talk about another big game today. A game, if you were told me the start of the year, probably wouldn't be a huge run, but this is pretty big when it comes to the AFC yes. wildcard, likely. Colts and Browns, both teams are 3-1. and one. Colts coming off a great win against the Bears last Sunday. Browns coming off a great win against the Cowboys. Yeah. Baker Mayfield's playing probably the best football he's played in his career. His weapons, they will be without uh, Nick Chubb with an injury. Colts or Bear, Browns, I'm expecting a low-scoring game. Yeah. What do you think? I expect a low-scoring game, too. But Colts' defense is very good. Colts' defense is very good. I tend to agree. But you know what? We're starting to see something good from this Browns offense. Finally. It's taken so long. We've been waiting for Baker Mayfield to come out and show what he's worth. 
I, of course, the first overall pick. We've, we're waiting to see what he's all about. Um, and you mentioned that Nick Chubb's not playing, but last week against the Cowboys, he, he didn't have a big impact. In fact, Dearness Johnson was the feature back, 13 carries for 95 yards. So I think, honestly, I think I might go against people. I think the Browns win this game. So do I. I think it's close. It's in Cleveland. But I think the Browns overpower that Colts defense. I'm not sold on Phillip Rivers in that offense yeah, that, yet. I'm I not. have two athletes on my fantasy team. It's it's pretty stressful yeah. because he doesn't get the ball. They only throw it to Mo Ali Cox and Zach Pascal. Yep. They need to work that passing game a little more. Against the Browns passing defense, who is one of the worst in the league. I do think the Browns win today. I think it'll be maybe a touchdown win for yeah, Cleveland. Agreed. I think it's a good big it's game close. for Baker Mayfield. He has a good game against the yep. Colts. The Browns will be in the driver's seat to get to the postseason. How about the Battle of Pennsylvania? There you go. Eagles going to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Pittsburgh off last week. The first place Philadelphia Eagles got their first win of the season last Sunday night, edging the 49ers 25-20. That was also another great game. Garrett, which team is going to win the Battle of Pennsylvania? Well, first off, how in the world is a team that I gets their the, first the win? The NFC East is it's awful. Subpar to it's ridiculous. terrible. I mean, the Eagles, you said it, they won their first game and that boosted them to first in the division. I don't know how that happens. Um, you know, the Eagles, I don't know. It's a 25-20 win over the Niners. It was a good win for them, but, you know, the Niners without Jimmy Garoppolo and without a lot of pieces. Actually, Raheem Mostert didn't play in that game either. Um, so, for that matter, I think the Steelers win this game. I do think the Steelers are playing good football right now. Um, Mike Tomlin's got that team going. Ben Roethlisberger playing better this year after being hurt most of last year. Um, I like the Steelers, and I actually like the Steelers by two touchdowns today, quite honestly, at home against the Eagles. I like the, I think the Eagles will keep it a little closer than that. I think Carson Wentz has the ability to keep his team in the game, despite having a pretty weakened receiving core. Uh, Miles Sanders, I expect to get a lot of touches today against the Steelers, but the Steelers have got a great run defense, so... You know, I like the Steelers by about maybe six points, 24-18, something like that. Uh, another big game, Bengals at the Ravens. Uh, the Bengals coming off their first win of the season, a 33-25 win against the Jags. Baltimore 3-1, and a 31-27 win at Washington. I think Joe Burrow could get it done today. I yeah. really like what I've seen from him so far this season. Joe Mixon is playing today. You know, A.J. Green. The Ravens have been susceptible in the run so far mm-hmm. from what I've seen this year. And I think, you know, if Joe Burrow can make some plays, think what's the recipe for the Bengals to pull off the upset today? It's actually funny you mentioned that. I was just thinking the same thing. If you go back and you look at the Bengals game this season. They've they lost all their, been close. Oh, they lost the first game by the Chargers to, by three. Then they lost at the Browns by five. Then they tie the Eagles and they beat the Jaguars. It's funny you said that. I have to agree. And honestly... As much as, you know, and actually we've seen all week, Lamar Jackson been sidelined in practice. They say precautionary, but we don't know how serious that injury really is right now. So, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and people might disagree, but I think the Bengals do get it done. I really do. Wow. It's going to be close. I think, but right. Joe Burrow has been playing out of his mind. You said Joe Mixon's back, right? Um, the Ravens, it, Lamar Jackson has been so unimpressive in the past game this year. He's also battling, I think he was battling he an illness and yeah. an injury. So I, It's that, not ideal for Baltimore. No, that lack yeah, of that pass game. They're pretty banged up as well. That lack of the pass game, and then the Bengals, you got Joe Mixon there, a nice rushing attack, and Joe Burrow who looks so confident. I think, you know what, I'm going to go with the upset. I like the Bengals close in this game. I'm going to take the Ravens close. I think the Bengals keep it close to cover. Burrow is good. This is this is a, If Joe Burrow wins this game, he'll forever be a legend yep. in Cincinnati. Oh, five, games, sure. five games into his career. But I'm pretty excited for that one. Uh, Sunday Night Football. 
Vikings coming off their first one of the year, 31-23 win in Houston. Seattle still undefeated, 31-23 win in Miami. Not the best outlook for Seattle in that game, but they were able to get it done. Kirk Cousins historically has struggled against the Seahawks. I think this is their third straight year. They've played a night game in Seattle, and they've lost the last two. Are they going to win this one? Uh, you mentioned it all year in our show at letting Russ cook. I think Russ is going to cook in the night. I really do. 1,285 yards, 16 touchdowns, That's two phenomenal. Picks. That's phenomenal. And I, the Vikings, they got their first win 31-23 over the Texans. But they're the te- they play the Texans, who have just been historically bad this year. Uh, I think the Seahawks, like you said, had a down game against the Dolphins 31-23. I think Russell Wilson gets going again, uses guys like DK Metcalf, maybe get Chris Carson going more on the run game. I think the Seahawks win. I, I honestly, in Seattle, I think the Seahawks win big over the Vikings. I'm just not sold on Minnesota. They got the pieces there. They're just not putting it together. So give me the Seahawks. I like them big over the Vikings today. I could see the Vikings keeping it a little close just because of so many injuries on that Seattle defense. Jamal Adams is out, I think, for the second or third straight game, which not ideal for Seattle to give up yep. a lot for him, and he's missing games. He's a difference maker for that team. I don't think they win that game against New England if he d- didn't play. But... I think the Minnesota keeps it a little close tonight. I like the Seattle by about six, maybe 30-24. Should be a good Sunday night game, battling the same time as the uh, the Heat-Lakers yep. game six, and I think we're both excited for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a game that we thought going into this year would be more competitive than it is. Uh, 3.30 on CBS, Giants-Cowboys, a 1-3 Cowboys team versus an 0-4 Giants team. The Cowboys have been the, by far the most disappointing team in the league this year. Do they get it done at home against Big Blue? I think they do bounce back. Yeah, of course, it's a big divisional game. Uh, there's a little extra motivation. And furthermore, I just think the Giants are horrible this year. I, they are coming off a 17-9 loss against the Rams. It was competitive, but you got to give them that. But there's just there's no fluency there. I mean, Saquon Barkley, of course, tore his ACL. So the rushing attack, is there's just nothing there. Daniel Jones does not have an offensive line in front of him to protect him. He doesn't. Uh, the defense has played relatively well. But I think the Cowboys, I think Dak Prescott, there's just too much offense there. That, that trio of receivers is phenomenal, and then get Ezekiel Elliott going. Yeah, Prescott's I, on pace for like 6,000 He points. is. It's unbelievable. You know, I think the Cowboys win, but I don't think they blow the Giants out because of the way they've been playing defensively as well, giving up 49 points to the Browns. I think the Cowboys win, but I think it's closer than people expect uh, in Dallas. I think the X factor for this game is uh, Jason Garrett, who yes, you know, he's yes. spent his whole career losing for the Cowboys. Now he's gonna, <laughs> is he going to beat the Cowboys? <laughs> His goal in life is to cause failure to Dallas. Oh, goodness. Hey, he can do it today. I think I think the Giants keep it a little close. That game, I feel like always when they play, it's competitive. I'll take the Cowboys by yeah. a, a 10 points. I like it. Let's talk about a game tomorrow. Chargers, Saints, Justin Herbert on the road. Is this his first career road? No, he started at Tampa Bay. Yeah, last, Tampa that Bay. was last week. Yeah. They were taking on the Saints on a Monday night. I think this game would be played in New Orleans despite uh, Hurricane Delta coming Agreed. through the uh, the Southeast United States. Saints looked good against the Lions last week. I thought they had a good bounce back win. The Chargers, tough loss, but I really like what I've seen from Justin Herbert so far. What about you? Oh, I couldn't agree more. Justin Herbert, of course, came in. Tyrod Taylor is a really weird scenario. I think we can all agree. A weird injury that happened with Tyrod Taylor, but Herbert played well against the Bucks last week. Uh, 290 yards, three touchdowns. Um, but I think you mentioned the hurricane. Of course, we pray for everybody out there affected by the hurricane right now. It's a horrible thing. They have moved, you know, move the LSU game up here to Columbia. And we you know, hope everyone down Louisiana is doing okay. Um, but I think for the Saints, there is a little extra motivation with that hurricane. That's their community down there in New Orleans. Like That's a community that they thrive behind. Of course, we saw with Katrina, how the, you know, everybody rallied behind that city. 
Um, I think there's extra motivation for the Saints today, especially in New Orleans. Of course, I love Justin Herbert. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in this rookie class. And, you know, I don't know. Is Austin Eckler playing tonight? Is he playing today or tomorrow? I th- no, he's going to be out. He's That's on IR for the next three weeks. That's what I but thought. I like what I've seen from Joshua Kelly. Rookie I UCLA, couldn't agree more. Yeah. And Justin Jackson, you know, they have a good running back depth over there. Agreed. The chart, they let go of Melvin Gordon. Like, and I don't think they can, they're yep. fine without Austin Eckler. Yep. You know, they have a good rushing attack. I think the Chargers are going to keep this game a little close. I agree. I, I think the Saints, I think Drew Brees, just the veteran he is, he, he, you know, makes a few extra plays and they do win this game. But I have to agree. I think it's close. Uh, I think Alvin Kamara, of course, makes an impact. But Michael I, Thomas is expected to make his return. He's missed really? the last three games. So All right, there we go. There we go. Uh, I think I think the Chargers keep it a bit close. Agreed. But you know, the Saints, they do it in the Superdome. Let's go eight-point win for them. All right. Uh, Rams at Washington. Sean McVay taking on his former team. Kyle Allen getting the start for football team Washington. Uh, Rams got off an ugly win against the Giants last Sunday. Will Kyle Allen get it done for the the Washington football team today. Yeah, I think a surprising move by uh, Rob. I like Vera. it, though. He knows that division is up for grabs right now. Agreed. And he doesn't want to be held back by Haskins. Agreed. I like the move. I think Kyle Allen was brought in this offseason from Carolina with Revere, which I think actually works really well for Kyle Allen because he knows Revere's system. He knows what he wants to run. I still think the Rams win this game in Washington. I, you know, me being a Washington fan, I, I picked them a couple weeks ago, and they let me down. Every time I seem to pick them, they let me down. So... I'm going to go against them. I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm just, that Washington defense, as good as they looked in week one against the Eagles with eight sacks, they've just been okay recently. Uh, they did well against the Ravens, actually, offensively. I mean, they only, they only lost by two touchdowns against Baltimore. Um, so they're showing flashes of what they can be in the future. I just think Aaron Donald, I think he makes an impact today. Of course, Jared Goff, Mike, he's going to get going. They're going to bounce back from that win against the Giants. They're not happy. We know that. It's a, an ugly win, as you said. I think they bounce back against Washington, but it, I say a touchdown. Upset of the day, Washington's going to win this game Ooh. by a field goal. I think Kyle Allen gets it done. Here we go. I like it. I think he has confidence. He played pretty well from Carolina's first couple starts last year. Yep. I think they do it. Uh, noon Central, Cardinals-Jets. J- Joe Flacco starting for New York, taking on Kyler Murray. Cardinals have really looked bad in their last two games. Lost to Carolina. Lost to, was it the Chargers the week before? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Oh, no, no, it wasn't the... Who did they who did they lose to week three? The Cardinals? Yeah. I have no idea. I know, I know they started 2-0 and lost. Oh, that was to Detroit. Yeah, the, Lions, the, the, the Lions. Yeah, it's Lions, right. I don't know how we missed that. Uh, Cardinals haven't looked good. The Jets have looked significantly worse. Cardinals are big favorites. I think the Cardinals get it done, but I don't know if it's as comfortable as people think. I, I said this, I think the Cardinals do win big. I The Jets are a mess right now. Joe Flacco, you don't think he oh, is? Oh, former I, Super Bowl MVP has oh. a few trips up, tricks up his sleeve. You know, as good as Joe Flacco might play in this game, there's one issue with all of this team. Who is he throwing the ball to? Adam Gase. Oh, yeah. I, he's a disaster. I, I like the Cardinals big in this game. I really do. I think Kyler Murray, I think they bounce back. They showed in those first two weeks. The Cardinals are a good football team. They just haven't put a complete game together in the last couple of weeks. But I think they bounce back. The Jets are they're terrible right now, quite honestly. I think Adam Gase is very much on the hot seat. His seat is burning right now, actually. I think the Cardinals get it done big. Yeah, I think the Cardinals win, but Joe Flacco's going to throw a couple of touchdowns today, I hope. Uh, another solid game today. Panthers going to Atlanta, taking on the 0-4 Falcons. Carolina has played well the last two games, a couple wins against the Cardinals. And Chargers, Teddy Bridgewater, is going to get his third win in a row. The Falcons winless on the year. I know. See, I, I, I think i got to go with the Panthers. I, I can't not. The Falcons' defense has looked so horrible recently, and they can't finish a game. You know, they, they play well in the first half, 
and the second half they just collapse. They haven't been able to close these games. No, they can't. And I, I feel for Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Two phenomenal Julio Jones players. is out today. He is? Okay, see, that's that's another big difference. I think I think the Panthers get it done. I really do. I think they got too much firepower for the Falcons. And more than that, the Falcons just can't put a game together. Um, I like the Panthers. I think it's close. Like every game the Falcons have played, I think it's close. Not, not last Monday. Yeah, that last one against well, the Panthers. 14, yeah. yeah. I, think the, I think the Panthers win. I do. I think the Panthers uh, win also. No Christian McCaffrey. Mike Davis playing pretty well. The team is playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater playing well. Matt Rule and Joe Brady, they've kind of figured out that offensive system. They could sneak into that wild card if they keep winning games. Yeah. Uh, speaking of two teams that are, will not be going to the wild card, Jaguars and Texans are 1-3. Jaguars team coming off a bad loss to the Bengals. Texans are 0-4. They just fired their head coach, Bill O'Brien. Are the Texans going to win it for Romeo Cornell? No, they are not. I still like the Jaguars in this game. You know, we, talk, we talked about how good the Bengals have, you know, how, how well they've played with Joe Burrow. 33-25 loss for the Jags against the Bengals. It may not be a great loss, but they played well. I mean, Joe Burrow is showing he's special this year. So I actually liked that game last week from the Jags. They're hanging in games. They're competitive, which is showing me something. I mean, early in the season, they played the Titans and lost by three points. They're, they're playing really well. Um... There's just not much positive to say about the Texans right now. Of course, they fired Bill O'Brien, which I thought is a really good move for the organization going forward. Um, but I think the Jaguars get it done. I think they get it done by 10 points today. I just don't see the Texans I think the, the Jaguars win, win as well. Uh, Dolphins and Niners. Dolphins 31-23 lost to the Seahawks. They're 1-3. Niners 2-2 two two on the year lost to Philadelphia. Jimmy Garoppolo back today. I like the Niners big today. I think they figured out the way to run the ball. With, uh, I don't think most are playing, but Jerick McKinnon, Jeff Wilson, I think they find a way to get this. Team. I agree. I think Mostert's actually questionable. He's oh, is he? I think he's going to warm up today and they kind of see how he yeah. looks. Um, but I think Garoppolo being back is this the This could be Ryan factor. Fitzpatrick's final start with the Dolphins. Is, is it really? It, is it Tua time next week? Possibly. Oh, I am. We've been waiting to see Tua. I'm let's be honest. I've loved what I see from Herbert. Yep. I've loved what I've seen from Burrow. Yep. I want to see Tua take Agreed. the field. Agreed. I, I think today, I, I agree. I think the Niners win big. I think Garoppolo being back is the reason they do that. Um get that offense going again the Niners have a good defense it's just they've struggled as of recently I think they bounced back today against a Dolphins team that's also been eh this year I like the Niners big I tend to agree yep uh let's have a game that might or may not be played Bills and Titans will play next or on Tuesday at night pending no negative test finger crossed we get this game two undefeated teams this would be the best this would be the marquee game if it was played today but unfortunately COVID situation yep doesn't work like that those Titans, who's going to stay undefeated? See, I hate it. And you talked about it. I wish this game was this week because I'm a Titan. This would have been the marquee matchup yeah, of the week. Yeah, growing up in Tennessee, I've been a Titans fan my whole life. And it's this, there's a lot of hype. You know, I was in Nashville this past week. There's a lot of hype in the city right now behind the Titans. There are Titans flags everywhere. They're behind this team. And they, they haven't even – think about the Titans. It's impressive is they're 3-0, and and they haven't even played that well. They've won every game by, like, you know, three or four points. It's just been – they haven't played that well. Tannehill's had a good season, but the defense has looked a little subpar. Derrick Henry has not played to the ta- to the extent he could, honestly, like last year. Um, and the Bills – what worries me about this game is that they do play it is the Bills' defense. They fly around. They're fast and they're physical. Um as much as I, I love like the it, Titans, really, I'm, I'm jumping in front of you. I, wanna, I, I don't think the Bills are as good as people think. Really, see, I don't know because they, I don't know. I think the Titans have heard a lot of things the last few days or last few weeks about they should lose their draft pick, they should be forfeit because of the, these workouts and blah blah blah. Yeah, I think the Titans are going to use the motivation to find a way to win. You know, I love Josh Allen uh, coming from Wyoming. I've talked about that. He's a great player. He can use his legs. He's a, he's a dual threat. He can throw the ball 75 yards in the air. I like their defense. You know what? I'm going to go with the Titans 
but I think it is very, very close. I mean, I think a field goal, maybe even less. Two really good teams, two good offenses, two good defenses. I like that game very, very close. All right, let's jump into our segments, our starts and sits. We'll tell you who to start and sit. For your fantasy team, Garrett, tell us who to start. Yep, so to start today, quarterback Teddy Bridgewater against the Falcons. Pretty self-explanatory, a struggling Falcons defense. You should start Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, exactly. Running back Chris Carson against the Vikings. Chris Carson struggled to get going this year. A Vikings defense that has struggled against the run. I think Wester Wilson gets away to get Chris Gets Chris Carson involved. I like Chris Carson against the Vikings. Wide receiver Terry McLaurin versus the Rams. Scary Terry. Oh, touchdown Terry. Oh, yeah. Scary Terry, touchdown Terry. Both those. Him against the Rams. Look for Kyle Allen to use him. That's a good weapon for this Washington football team against the Rams. You should start Terry McLaurin. And tight end Hunter Henry against the Saints. Justin Herbert, he likes those big tight ends. He likes those big-bodied guys. Look for him to use Hunter Henry today against the Saints defense. Yep, great stuff there. I'll tell you the sit-sit Carson Wentz against a very good Pittsburgh Steelers defense. The Steelers can bring some pressure. They have two of the best pass rushers in the league with, I think it's, what, Tewitt and uh, TJ Watt. Yep. It looks like J.J. Watt in his prime. Uh, don't start Carson Wentz. Don't start running back Le'Veon Bell against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to be daring Joe Flacco to throw the ball. They're going to be pressing the box. Le'Veon's still a little banged up, even though he's coming back today. Don't expect a big game from him. Uh well I was I put down uh Jerry Judy that game has been canceled so I'll give you another one I wouldn't start Darius Slayton against the Cowboys I know the Cowboys defense has played pretty well but I don't really trust Daniel Jones much at all I think the Cowboys and the defense steps up today and don't start Hayden Hurst tight end against the Carolina Panthers Panthers have done a great job defending tight ends this year let's jump into four downs we're gonna go four four downs deep four questions that have to do with the league today I'll start off Garrett first down. Well, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Mark Ingram, and Derek Henry, if they, if they play that game, combined for more or less than Alabama running back Najah Harris's five touchdowns. Those four players I just mentioned, yep. all Alabama alumni, more or less than what Najee Harris did last night. You know, I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to say less than five touchdowns. Wow. Najee Harris, a historic game yesterday. Kenyon Drake has not been as good as everybody thought he'd be this year. We don't even know if Derek Henry's going to play. I think it's less than five touchdowns. Okay, second down. You'll notice a theme here. Yep, yep. The last time Joe Brady coached at Mercedes-Benz Stadium was last year's college football playoff semifinal against Oklahoma with his LSU Tigers. And it was a historic day for that LSU offense. Joe Burrow threw for 493 yards and I think six or seven touchdowns. They scored 63 points. I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater is going to score oh, of course. 63 points for his team today, but how many yeah. yards will Teddy Bridgewater throw for this man, afternoon? Man, against that Falcons defense? I think he throws for upwards of 300 yards. I do. Uh, I think even actually the high 300s. Uh, the Falcons secondary has been horrendous recently. So I like Teddy Bridgewater throwing in the mid to high 300s, quite honestly. Third down. Since Patrick Mahomes took over as a starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, in his game against the Raiders, he's 4-0. Kansas City's averaging 35.8 points per game versus the Raiders. Over under 36 points today from Mahomes and company. We talk about a struggling <clears throat> Raiders defense this year. Um, I think this game will be close, but I do think they'll score over 36 points. I think Mahomes, like, that offense gets rolling again, like, over 36 points. And fourth down, more rushing yards for today. For which running back in that Browns? Colts game, we're going to go with Kareem Hunt or Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor, honestly. Kareem Hunt, not a big impact last week. They're kind of struggling to get him involved. Of course, Nick Chubb is out. But I think Jonathan Taylor gets more yards. I do. The rookie running back, I love him. I think he gets more yards today. All right, you're up. Yep. All right, so first down, over under the Falcons give up 30 points. They've, they ha- The Falcons have given up 30 points in every game this year. Yep. 
I think Carolina's going to score 40 today. Okay, all right. All right, second down. Will Dak throw for over 400 yards against the Giants' defense today? I'm going to say no. He is averaging more than 400 yards per game. I'm going to say he gets under that today. All right, third down. More rush yards in the Chiefs-Raiders game. Edwards Elaire or Josh Jacobs? Clyde Edwards Elaire just because they're going to be playing from uh, – they're going to be winning and they want to run the clock. There you go. All right, and fourth down. Kyle Allen over under 250 yards in his first start for Washington against the Rams. Over and a victory. There we go. Okay. All right. Now, I'm going to go ahead and pave the way for you guys. <clears throat> first game I picked, Jaguars and Texans. If the Jaguars are going to win this game, they're going to take advantage of the turmoil that's going on with the Texans organization. Right now, we know GM and head coach Bill O'Brien fired last week. Um, the Jaguars need to start fast. If they can start fast, get Romeo Cornell and that Texans defense in a hole, they will win that game, and they will win that game big. Second game, Panthers and Falcons. If the Falcons are going to win this game, they have to play a complete game. Look, they played a really good first half all year. They've outscored opponents 60-54, to but here's the concerning thing. In the second half of this year, the Falcons have been outscored 84-46. to So if the Falcons are going to win this game today against a good Panthers offense led by Teddy Bridgewater, they're going to have to play a complete game and do well in that second half. And last game, of course, up in the air, but Bills and Titans, the Titans are going to have to spread the ball around. I mentioned the Bills have a really fast and physical defense. They fly around the ball. So if the Titans are going to win this game, they're going to have to use all their weapons. A.J. Brown, is, you know, he's been hurt, but you know, get him involved again. Corey Davis, Johnny Smith, Derrick Henry, and then let Tannehill use his legs. So if the Titans want to win, get creative, spread the ball around. That's how you beat the Bills, and that is paving the way. All right, here are Harrison's headlines. We're going to put on my glasses where I look into the future. Oh, yeah and see some future headlines for tomorrow. The first one, Russ keeps cooking. Oh, yeah. Another four-touchdown game from Russell Wilson versus the Vikings, and it puts him in the MVP driver's seat and puts him on pace to break the NFL record for touchdowns in a season. Headline number two, Gase is gone. You're going to like this one. Jets fire head coach Adam Gase <laughs> after an ugly loss to the Cardinals, even without Sam Darnold. I think Joe Flacco's performance today makes it even more embarrassing for Adam Gase as he will be gone. Third headline, Browns are back. Baker Mayfield leads Browns to a comeback victory over the Colts to push the Browns to 4-1 and one and puts them in position to make the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Garrett, what do you think? Yep. No, I agree. I think, you know, Tom's almost stopped, but I think it's a great slate for the NFL today. You know, COVID has <clears throat> impacted a lot of these games, as we know. Yeah, it's a lot of games been canceled. It's been crazy. So I think right now, sitting here, we're just lucky to have some of these yes, games going on. We have any games we are. played. Um, and so it's, you know, it's a great day. One thing I want to mention before we go, I have one more point to make, and Let's this goes it. back to the college games. <clears throat> Something that might people would never know, never watch. I was in the airport coming back from Nashville yesterday, and I was watching the Texas Tech-Iowa State game. And my friend's a big Iowa State Cyclones fan. Not a big game. People probably weren't watching. Who won this game? Um, well, Iowa State won okay. 31-15. But here's the stat I want people to know that's just unbelievable. Texas Tech's got a good offense, right? Patrick Mahomes, a former player they there. They scored like 56 points oh, against yeah. Texas a few weeks back. Yeah, 56 against Texas. Texas Tech had 69 yards of total offense in the first half against Iowa State. Um, I, I just had to note that because I couldn't believe it. I'm like, that, that's not real. 69 yards of offense against Iowa State in the Big 12. I just thought I'd mention that. It's If that, you know, we talked about a crazy day in college football I yesterday. Say, the Big 12 is not known for their defense. For those, <laughs> oh, no. for those wondering, the big 69 yards of first half offense in the Big 12, we see 69 yards in the first drive for most Big oh, 12 Oh, yeah, games. you do. I, it's, it's pretty confusing there. Uh, great day of NFL football ahead. Yeah. We'll have a good 
Saturday of College World next Saturday. Next Sunday's show might be here, might not. We'll see. Garrett will probably be here. And we will see you hopefully back here for Start Your Sunday on KCO 88.1. I'm Harrison Vratnik, at Harrison Vratnik on Twitter. Garrett Pave signing off. Start Your Sunday. Hope you enjoy your Sunday. KCOU 88.1.